Educators with Boyle. I am here to discuss biblical strategies for effective teaching. And I am Ronette Branham. And thank you again for joining me on this episode. I am so anxious to get into the topic, get into the subject. I just wanted to uh, let you know, you see my co-host, Shanae, is not here. She won't be joining us any longer. She will come in from time to time. She has uh, began other endeavors, and I'm so proud of her. She is very busy, and I do not want to stand in her way. I want her to do whatever it is that she needs to do to progress. And the same for me as well. That's the way uh, we feel, and I am excited about both the directions that we're going and the direction that both of us are going. And so with that said, as I began this journey uh, alone now, I had to look for different ways and different things to um, come up with topics. And who am I going to be talking to? Who's going to be here with us? So I decided to look for a community of like-minded educators not just educators, but a community of like-minded individuals who believe that we need to follow God and we need to acknowledge that God is in us and with us and working through us. So I found a few, quite a few people who are interested in joining this uh, journey with me who are uh, game to being guest hosts, uh, guest co-hosts with me, and I am so happy and excited about that. So... Today, I'm going to talk about finding a community of like-minded teachers, because when we're teaching, it, sometimes we get stuck in things being so difficult. We're getting these new directives from our principals, from the administration. The curriculum might be a little difficult for us. And so what do we do? We get frustrated and we just going home frustrated. We're coming to work frustrated. We're trying to figure it out on our own. But there are teachers. There are people out there. Who can help us? We need to find them and connect with them. Um, the Bible talks about, um, in Hebrews 10 and 25, the Bible talks about not forsaking the assembly of uh, the assembling of others together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 25 kind of just sums it up. We see things happening. I know when he's talking about the days approaching, he's talking about Jesus coming back or us coming into the knowledge of God and that we have to come together and exhort and admonish one another. But at the same time, when we're teaching, we know, just say the, it's time to assess the students. It's time to be assessed. We need to be able to come together with people who are going through the same things with us. So uh, we can build each other up and we could uh, encourage each other or give each other strategies where we may be lacking. We may be weak in one area and other, another teacher is strong in that area. So for us to come together and exhort one another, admonish one another and help one another build each other up, that's just something that we need to be able to do and find those individuals. The, the other teachers don't necessarily have to be uh, Christian. They It's just that they're a teacher. They may have history. They may 
um, have more experience than us and they can help us in certain areas, I, that's awesome to be able to go to work and talk to someone. And um, the Bible talks about Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. It also says, two are better than one. We all know that. We all, we hear that all the time, um, that um, two are two is better than one. Um, so the Bible says two is better than one because they have a good reward for their toll. So if I'm working alone, I might get a good reward. But imagine, imagine if there's two of us working together toward a goal, we bring each other's experiences together or three or four of us. We have four different perspectives to come uh, and bring our um, experience together and collaborate. Imagine what a lesson would be like if four teachers come together and talk about their perspective, their experience, what works for them. You know what that project will be like, that lesson will be like from um, all those people coming together, working as one. It's going to be awesome. And then it says in verse 10, for if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Man, I don't know if you heard that. A threefold cord is not easily broken. If you have just one string, somebody comes and tries to rip it out of your hand or tries to break that string, it's broken. Sometimes when people come against you, it's not just one person, it's more than one. So, but if there's three of you standing strong together and you get it and you're working together toward the same goal, that's a strong cord. So, I I can see if, I remember when I first started teaching second grade, the curriculum wasn't quite there. I had to figure it out. I had to go online and find um, strategies and lessons and see what it is I need to do. There was no support. Support I tried to get wasn't even good. That support, I'm not even getting into that. I didn't have support. So I was upset. I was struggling. I was sad. One day I went to another teacher. I went to Sinead's class and I, I kept saying that. I went to Sinead's class and I watched her do what I was trying to do and it wasn't that I didn't know how to do it. It was that I had I was struggling with so many things at the same time that I couldn't see what I already knew. I couldn't envision it. I couldn't go to what I had. The the um, I couldn't go to the material that I had, the resources that I had, because I was trying to figure it out and put everything together, and, and I couldn't focus on one day at a time. Now I get it. And so... Um, because I changed, I taught preschool for so long, I wasn't in the classroom, then I taught computers, then going into second grade classroom where I really wanted to be, I had to get, so I watched her let it flow. She followed the lesson straight through the way it was given. She didn't even have to go look for other resources. She went through the reading, um, the reading work, the reader's workshop, the way it was designed. 
And and then I asked her, how did you learn? She said, I just followed the, the lesson. Oh, that's all you did. I'm just listening to all these voices coming at me, telling me what I'm doing and what I need to do and what how it has to work. Instead of me just going to the work, the, the curriculum, get the lesson and follow it. Once I did that, I was good. I followed that curriculum and you can't tell me anything now. So, <laughs> just joking. But you can tell me anything. If you can help me, I'm going to take that advice. No, I'm just kidding. But I understand how to just follow it and don't stress yourself out what you don't know. You don't know everything. You're not going to know everything. You're going to know, learn a lot. You're going to get, gain a lot of experience. But just follow. Take someone's lead. Get with another teacher. Get their perspective, their view, and learn from them. Let them show you and then bounce things off of them. And you find you might know some things they don't know and vice versa. So get with three teachers. Look, good Lord, what are you going to do? You're going to be a uh, 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 force to be reckoned with. The Bible says, Proverbs 27 and 17, iron sharpens iron. I used to hear that. People said that all the time. I didn't get it till I started cooking, right? I had these knives. They were getting dull because I'm using my cutting board and I'm chopping up all my vegetables and cutting into the meat, doing all that kind of stuff. My dull, knives start getting dull. I couldn't use the cutting board. It was wood to sharpen my knives. I couldn't use a rag, a cloth, nothing would sharpen my knife except for something else metal. Something else, the same material as my knives. And I use that knife sharpener, sharpen my knives. And now I go to cook, I go to cut vegetables or whatever I'm trying to cut. That stuff goes straight through. I don't have to worry about uh, a dull knife anymore. So getting with another teacher another like-minded individual, especially, oh Lord, especially if they're a believer and you're a believer and they believe God can help you through anything and you can get direction from God in everything that we do, you're going to be sharp. They're going to be sharp. You're going to uh, come up with ideas. Once you're thinking of a, a different from a different level of thinking, not that sadness, that grief, that depression, and you're up here thinking of gratitude and, and opportunity, you're going to see opportunity. I know I keep talking about gratitude. When you're up here thinking and living out of love, out of gratitude, out of vision, out of purpose, you're going to be able to see opportunities that you couldn't see when you're living low and sad and depressed and just upset and angry. You can't see the world from that perspective. You see only what's right in front of you. It's like flying up higher in an airplane. And instead of walking down low in the valley or through the forest, you can't see everything that's happening on the ground. But once you get up high and you're flying high and looking down, you can see, oh, man, there's some water over there. There's some resources over there. I couldn't see it from being on the ground and being low. And I, I have so many scriptures that'll help with you finding a like-minded and working together with like-minded individuals. Ecclesiastes 4 and 10 says, either, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. 
I was pretty pitiful. I used to cry. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any help. I didn't. I couldn't find that help. And then once I found help and I found resources and I reached out to people who could help me, even the people who couldn't help me, they gave me ideas because I found out I had to go out there and find the resource. You know, I had to get out there. Just even no help uh, was help. Made me go out there on my own and just get out there and look for the resources, look for who has advice. Because you can go online and Google help and you have all kinds of people with videos and, and instruction to help. And that's that's help. That's a that's a community. It's a community out there. Also, um, perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and pleasantness of and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. Proverbs twenty seven nine. When you have a friend, a collaborator, a coworker, a community of people who are bringing you. Uh, pleasantness, right? Their heartfelt advice, you, you reap pleasantness. You're happier. You're, it is better. So we need a community um, that we can readily find. Um, we need a right community. Wow, I was about to say something else. We need a right community. A community of people who can help us and who are giving us great advice. The Bible talks about um Oh, being in wise counsel. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Don't walk with fools. The Bible says, I mean, we could readily find uh, the wrong crowd. That is everywhere. You can bump into somebody and you ready to get to um, admonish them or lift them up or, or just give words of encouragement or just, just speaking out of your abundance and not out of your lack, speaking out of your abundance and, and, and your gratitude. And then somebody, you can walk into anybody and, and they can come with that negative, that, that negative energy. So you just have to watch who you sit down with. You know, we, we talked about it before. Someone could come to you with a problem and you will give them great advice. Then they'll say another reason why they don't want your advice because this is still what's happening. Then you give them another advice. And then after a while, you're in agreement with them. So we don't want to do that. We want to find a good community, a community of like-minded individuals who want to do right, want to find God in everything, want to find the joy of the Lord. So um, the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads, to, leads them astray. Proverbs 12 and 26, you choose... Your friends carefully, because this is going to make or break you who you associate with. I'm pretty sure we know that, but who you associate with can make or break you. you we know that. I. It's um, A lot of times we hook up with childhood friends, and then we get with them. We wonder how come, this is how come we strayed away from each other, because you're not even trying to grow. You're trying to. Keep on bringing up the negativity or things of the past. Come on, we can talk about things of the past, but let's talk about the future. Let's talk about what we can do to make our lives better and live a life that we are happy with. Um, 
And do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Um, we have, there's so many scriptures. Do not make friends with hot with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. Or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. We know that. You We know that. We make the wrong friends. People who are angry all the time. Then we start you being angry all the time. Like, yeah, right. I know. This person is always, and they say, and all that. Stop it. Watch who you make friends with. You can talk to whoever you want to talk to. Be comfortable with who you want. But... Making that friends and connecting and binding yourself with people. Watch who you, who you bind with. Um, again, I am so happy with um, what's going to happen with this podcast. I want you to make sure that you go follow us on YouTube. Follow me on YouTube. Like, share, and subscribe. Please share with your friends. Share with another teacher that you know. We all know a teacher. We all know a teacher. I don't know anyone who doesn't know a teacher. And share with the, if you're in school, you can share with a teacher. If you're a child and you just happen to pass through, if you're a parent, you know a teacher. Share with your parent, your children's teacher. And on Facebook, like our my page, please share my page. Uh, uh, just. Enjoy. I'm hoping, I, I, I know I'm helping someone. I know this advice is good for somebody. So please um, stay tuned. We have a lot more to come. Like I said, I have so many people who uh, responded to me saying they are ready uh, and able to guest host with me or be interviewed by me. I have. Again, I said I have a preacher. My next episode will be my cousin, who's a personal finance manager. And she is awesome. She helped me every time I heard her talk. Every time I heard her give a seminar. I just spoke with her on the phone, and we were going over what she's going to talk about. She helped me right there. I don't know if she knows that, but she changed my outlook on a few things. And just that 30 minutes that we were talking about what we're going to talk about on the podcast then i have another i have a principal i have a school nurse who could talk to us about health and how to stay healthy so that we can do our jobs that's going to be awesome i have a preacher who's talking about following god's lead doing exactly what god tells you to do and how the heavens will open up you will be living under an open heaven i'll be talking about that i don't know that's what he's going to stick with but he helped me when I heard him talking about um, doing what God says to do. And I, I that's just, I was already working on that where we were talking about um, just doing what God says for you to do and provision will come. I'm a living witness. That's true. You can see, I'm a li you can see it happening. And just from me um, reaching out and asking um, fellow teachers, uh, fellow Christian teachers who would like to join me, I got an overwhelming response. I got a response that will take us through the fall 
um, through the fall, 15 weeks is, I, that's almost three, three, uh, that's almost three months of people. And then not to mention, there's going to be some times that I'm going to be doing the podcast on my own. So that can take us through the winter with those amount of people that want to respond. And I'm just happy for it. I'm grateful that God has opened that door and that window that I can find like-minded people, people who are interested and want to encourage other educators. That is awesome. That is awesome. God is moving. I'm so happy. He said, do it and provision will come. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing, I'm taking, like I said before, I was taking these classes where they're showing me how to move, how to get the results that I'm looking for, how to write my vision and make it plain and be detailed about my vision. And my vision is coming to pass. God is doing it. It might have tarried a little bit. It really didn't. Might tarry a little bit with the viewers, but it's surely going to come to pass. And I know God is moving and directing. And I'm just happy that I'm that people are responding to this podcast. Again, this is Educators with Oil. I am Ron F. Branham. The oil is the spirit of God going with you wherever you go, knowing, acknowledging that he's inside, that he's with you, that he's surrounding you, that he's with you. When you know that God is with you, every step of the way and everything that you do, that's just straight up positivity. Have that faith in that he's there. How can you not move? How can you not win if God is with you everywhere you go? Just acknowledge it. Remember, don't forget. You know, we forget God is with us. We forget. We, we're just doing things and we get upset so fast. Then take that time and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I hear you. I feel you, spirit. I know you're here. So what am I afraid of? Take care. See you next time.